In the name of the Holy One, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Love is the most powerful force in the universe. Can I hear an amen? Amen. The most powerful force in the universe is love. Another amen. amen. Love gives us power. How do I know this to be true? My father was an automobile mechanic. One day when he was working under a car that had been lifted by a hydraulic jack, and I don't encourage this, the jack slipped. And the car came down, trapping him between the underside of the car and the creeper that he was on. He called out to my mother, who stood 4 feet 11, and at the time weighed about 125 pounds, and who was always within hearing distance of him because the shop was on our land. She heard him calling and came running and lifted the car off of him with her bare hands. Her love for him manifested itself by giving her the power to lift that car. God's love can and does give us power far greater than anything we can imagine. During the Advent season, we are continually reminded of God's love for us. We are reminded that God will come with power and majesty to judge the living and the dead with humanity at an unexpected time. We're reminded to always be ready for the time and arrival of God's love. God can and does come in ways that we least expect. Have we experienced that love recently? I'd like to share with you that just this morning, just before the 7.30 service, I was surprised by God's love. I walked into the church to put my things in places where I put them up in the altar and so forth. And I was told, we're going to have a baptism today. I don't think Father Seth even knew that. Because I had just spoken with him five minutes before and he said, no, we're not having anything like that. It happened. God's love was manifested in the surprise of a baptism. I don't know about you. I'm constantly surprised by God's love. And God sent and continues to send prophets to remind us of the power that love brings. Those prophets call us to repent and turn away from our actions that lead us away from a relationship with God and our neighbor. 
in the Shema are the great commandments. We hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. We are told to listen to these prophets and to be ready to receive the love that is promised in the person of Jesus the Christ. We are further reminded that God's love needs to be stirred up in us so that we can be open to not only receiving God's love, but sharing God's love. Elijah foretold this love. And it's able to spring forth when he said, The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. So far we have spoken of God's love and all of the information of doing Advent about being directed toward all of the people. But Matthew today helps us to get personal by telling us of God's love for us in the story of the birth of Jesus. In it, it says, when his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Now the back story of this is that Mary had been visited by the angel Gabriel who told her that she would conceive and have a child. Can you just imagine the fear and trepidation that Mary must have had? I think that she tried to get out of that situation when she remarked, How can this be? I'm a virgin. But when Gabriel told her that the Holy Spirit would come upon her and what she would carry would be holy, her fears subsided and her love for God increased. Love became a powerful force in her life at that moment. Love for God and God's love for her and for us vanquishes fear. Matthew goes on with the story by saying her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. I believe that Joseph loved Mary. I believe that Joseph loved Mary. I don't know 
what Joseph's thoughts were when he discovered that Mary was a child. But I can only guess that he must have felt betrayed, maybe, quite concerned. How did this happen? I don't know what's going on. And deeply puzzled. I can only speak for for myself. I would have been. And also, Joseph must have felt that, how would this look in my community? Here I am, a respected carpenter, a person who tried to do right, and am I supposed to take this woman who has a child? It is possible that Joseph was concerned about his status in the community. And I'm guessing he was concerned about Mary's status also. Either way, I believe that he was trying to express his love for the community and for Mary by planning to send her away. There are many examples of women being shipped off to a family member when she was found to be with child. I had classmates in high school who would be gone away from school for a semester and the story was that they had to go up north to spend some time with an aunt. Just in case, for me, being up north was anything north of the Mason-Dixie line. I'm from Virginia. And then they would come back and all would be fine. Well, Mary did eventually go up north to the north country to spend some time with her cousin Elizabeth. But that's a story for another time. But God had another plan rooted in love. Just as Joseph was about to send Mary away, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. It told Joseph that God's love for humanity was greater than his love for his community or his personal reputation. Also, that God was using Mary as a vehicle through which the greatest example of love could be shown to the world, and that is Jesus the Christ. Joseph's job was only was not only to take Mary as his wife, but he was to live with her in that community in love and to give that wonderful gift of love, Jesus Christ, an earthly home. I don't know about you, but in that statement, I too am called to give Jesus Christ an earthly home in the way that I live, in the way that I act each day. I know that we all are challenged to do that. But, Jesus, but Joseph was also 
call in a dream to give the new child a name. The name of Jesus. Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And I would say, yes, indeed, God is with us. All we have to do is to be open to letting God shower us with the love that is the most powerful force in the universe. Mary and Joseph opened themselves to God's love. And the entire world has been blessed as a result. But we're invited today. You heard the colleague. We're invited to open ourselves to God's love and make a resting place, a home for that love in us. May we be blessed as the most, as the most powerful force in the universe flows into and through us. We might even be able to lift what feels like the weight of many cars off of our fellow human beings who are in dire need of God's love. As it is flowing into and through us, we will be able to sing the words from our sequence hymn that you just heard. Love shall be our token. Love be yours and mine. Love to God and neighbor. Love for plea and gift and sign. We're invited to make a place for that love today and every day. My dear friends in Christ, let us pray. Creator, you showed Joseph how to demonstrate his love for you and Mary by accepting your love during a very stressful time in their lives. Teach us how to express our love for you by the way we treat and respect our fellow human beings through the greatest source of love in the universe, Jesus Christ, our brother and friend. Amen.